Hi everyone and welcome back to the One Globe 360 podcast. On today's episode I'm joined by Liam from the Point Sky UK. Liam is a social media editor of the Point Sky UK and today we're going to be talking about the Point Sky UK's social media platforms, Liam's bucket list and advice on how to become successful on social media. So Liam the first question I have for you is how did you become a member of the Point Sky UK team and have you always worked in the travel industry? Um, so no, uh, firstly, I haven't always worked in travel. Um, I was actually working in uh, the sports industry for about four years before joining TPG. And I've been, been doing a few things around running my own uh, blog around football. I then joined uh, the Suns uh, social media team as a, um, as a as a member there. And we did a lot of stuff around like content creation and um, sort of similar stuff to what I'm doing now. And then after, after three years in that world, I'd sort of become almost just curious about other other industries you know I started developing a lot of other interests in in music film etc and along with travel um and I was sort of hunting around at the time and I saw this job uh come up online which said um you know come and come and join the Point Sky UK we talk about travel we talk about miles and points we talk about credit cards I was little and like coming to this without much knowledge of that industry I didn't really understand it completely but I thought oh it seems like it could be a, uh, an interesting opportunity. So I, I sent in my CV, I went in, I met uh, Nikki Kelvin, uh, who's our director of content, had like an amazing chat with him about what TPG UK wanted to do and like loads of exciting stuff. And things moved very quickly from there. And what was nice about it, it was the sort of thing where as soon as I walked through uh, the door to their office, it felt very much like a, um, a team I'd like to be a part of, you know, everyone was very friendly. Uh, and it just seemed like such an exciting projects to be involved with um so that's how it happened yeah amazing and in terms of um your role as the social media editor yeah. can you talk mm -hmm. me through your day-to-day -day job and what's involved and also what your favorite part of, of the job is definitely i think so one of my starting with my favorite part about it really is that there is so much variance to to what goes on um in, in social media so Part of my job, obviously, we're, we're, we're pushing out loads of content every day on, on the website. And that's going to be articles about travel, about airlines, about miles and points. And part of my job is how to how can we maximize the reach of those articles? How can we get as many eyes on that sort of stuff as, as possible? So that will involve distributing our content across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and whether we're taking like little like pictures or snippets, it, it, it's, what, it's trying to like, the way I see it, I'm trying to paint the picture of our brand as effectively and engaging as possible. Um, so that's one part of it, I guess, which is the content side. Another big part of it is the uh, community building side, which is probably the most rewarding part, in my opinion. And that is, you know, talking to our audience and our fans on a daily basis. So we have, you know, about like sort of 10, 20, 30 DMs a day asking for advice, asking about the team. We have, um, we have people on YouTube asking about like all of our um, like the videos we, we shoot and stuff like that. So it's, it's talking to them. It's trying to build up something that is more than just like a the brand without any sense of community. It's trying to sort of like bring all those people in, create something that has like a meaningful connection. Um, and the way we like try to take that to the next level is by having reader events and like meetups, which has been yeah. probably the most enjoyable thing that. Um, I've done so far, which is organised these um, like pub quizzes and like various meetups around the, around the country, um, which has just been amazing seeing people in real life who have followed you. And yeah, it just makes the whole um, like connection a lot more impactful, I think. And you, you mentioned a bit about, about the YouTube channel. Um, so can you talk me through the process of filming one of the airline review videos for the Point Sky UK YouTube channel? And what would you say is, has been your favourite video that you've filmed so far? 
Definitely, yeah. So um, if, uh, if people listening to this don't know, we do, um, we do a lot of video content. It's sort of our, I guess, like the crown jewel of TPG UK, uh, where we go and film uh, on, on planes in different countries and different hotels. And for our airline reviews, we'll have sort of like three or four of us go and uh, film on a plane and we'll be in, in a different class. So there'll be someone in first, premium business and economy. Uh, and it's, it's a long old process. It starts with, you know, Nikki working out what routes we can do, where we can find good availability in terms of like pricing and points where we can find four people on the same flight. We will then, um, we'll then do a bit of planning around like who's going to be in what class. And then really it's a case of turning up on the day with like our backpack full of cameras, you know, we've got a GoPro, Canon, loads of equipment. And from there on in, it's entirely unscripted really, because we're, we're, we're at the, um, where we have, we have we, in an airport is quite an unpredictable setting at times and everything that happens on screen is unplanned. Um, and then it's a case of, yeah, sort of spending maybe five or six hours of the day filming and then Jean turning those sort of 20 plus hours of footage into the final 20 minute product. So it's, it's a very long process from, from start to finish. Um, I think in terms of my favorite one that I've done, it's probably the first one, which was me flying in Lufthansa, which is my first time uh, flying uh, anything above economy, basically. And yeah, it was very, very surreal. Um, I don't know if anyone listening has watched the video, but I definitely felt like a bit of a fish out of water. You know, I was there, <laughs> so I'm like young in, in like t-shirts, some skinny jeans. And, you know, when I first turned up to the first class check-in area, they were like, what, what are you doing? here you should be probably over there in economy i was like oh, i actually do have this ticket and they're like oh come this way sir um so that was uh, that that was very entertaining and honestly like have you flown first class before i've never flown first class before no never it's, yeah it, it's a very surreal experience just being sort of weighted on hand and foot you are treated like a celebrity you'll you'll eat and drink more than you do than in any other part of your life um but yeah that was uh, that was definitely a special experience and in terms of, I guess you were saying you've had the opportunity to do these YouTube videos. So I guess these YouTube videos have allowed you to visit a few different countries around the world. What would you say has been the fa your favourite country that you visited as a result of the YouTube videos and sort of what experiences did you have there? Do you get to spend time in the countries after you film the YouTube video? Yeah, so um, I mean, often we, we always get to spend a, a bit of time, but it is often quite a quick turnaround. So we'll probably land and maybe have a day or two where, wherever we're going. Um, Really interestingly, at the beginning of the year, actually, before coronavirus fully broke out, uh, we went to Doha, myself, Jordan, and Nikki, in Qatar, which was fascinating because I've never never been there before. I've never been to any any of those countries like that, or like Dubai or, or UAE. Yeah. Um, and that was incredible, actually, because it was such a different culture. It was the um, the balance of this sort of like um, ancient, traditional, like steeped in religion place, almost in the middle of the de desert, and then you contrast that with a recent surge in money and banking that's been pumped into the area and yeah. you've got the contrast of these like huge skyscrapers next to yeah what is literally just like sand um and i mean some of it was really really beautiful there was a there was a couple of markets we went to which were absolutely incredible and i like the sights when you're like looking out on the pier the skyline in the back is um is amazing so that was definitely something something that i probably wouldn't have done uh for a personal trip but i was really glad i got to see it with um with tpgk and you mentioned a little bit about the coronavirus, obviously, you filmed that video beforehand. Yeah. Um, how do you think the travel industry will be affected by the coronavirus in the long term? And do you think the travel industry will ever be the same again? Um, I think I, I think the travel industry will be the same again. I, I think, you know, it might be that for the for the long foreseeable future, we will be wearing um, like face masks on planes and there will be measures put up. I don't think that's going to stop. Uh, 
uh, like the general public's excitement to travel and the, and the willingness to travel. You know, I think it will, it'll take a bit of time, but I, I honestly do think that in a year or two, like hope, hoping there isn't another like big spike or, or outbreak, that things will start to feel normal again, definitely. You know, that I, I, I know lots of people who have like started going on like little holidays. My, my cousin's just come back from Croatia. Um, we're, we're really hoping we can start doing some filming and flying again pretty soon. Um, I, I think, you know, I, it remains to be seen right now. We can see the immediate impacts, which is it's cost airlines a lot of money. Yeah. The travel industry is hurting right now, definitely. What, what it's going to look like in a year or two's time, I, 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 can't, I can't give you a, uh, an honest prediction because I, I just don't know. I don't think anyone knows right now. Yeah. But I do feel like in terms of like public perception around travelling, I, I do think it will come back. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree as well because I think, you know, everyone loves to travel. And I know that this has probably hit people's confidence with, in terms of travelling. They, are they fearful to fly? Are they fearful to, are they going to be safe when they get there? But I think everyone is still going to want to travel in the future. I think that's not going to change. So, um, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, probably face masks will be common for quite a while, potentially distancing on planes. But again, that's, it's hurtful to airlines in terms of their, their costs. Cause obviously if they can't have a full plane, you know, the money take, you know, it takes a hit. So yeah, it's it sort of, like you say, it remains to be seen, but, um, I'm remain hopeful as well that, it does come back in some sort of good strength um, because we yeah. all need, we all need, you know, the travel industry to be booming, especially for, you know, the economies around the world, you know, for, for airlines, that sort of thing. So um, yeah, I agree. Definitely. Well, yeah. 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping that maybe towards the end of August, beginning of September, I could take like a little weekend trip somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's definitely, yeah, that, there, there's definitely potential for that sort of thing to happen, and and it, and it will build up slowly. But yeah, I, I I agree. I really I really think it will come back. Yeah, I, I hope so too, definitely. And in terms of just moving on to, just wondering if you've got any funny travel stories or any sort of particular bizarre situations that you've encountered when you've been travelling. Because I know you've through the Point Sky, you've been travelling quite a lot, and I guess I don't know before the Point Sky if you travelled a lot before. But have you got any yeah sort of funny stories or bizarre situations you've encountered? Yeah, definitely. So I think I mean before joining the Point Sky, I'd been lucky enough to do a, like a, a decent bit of travelling. I think I've probably been to about maybe like 14, 15 countries before then, which is like yeah, you get get a fair bit in. Um, in terms of funny stories, so I, I love I love America. I've been to America a lot. I particularly love California. And a couple of years ago, uh, me and my friend Rory, uh, we were in um, in LA. We wanted to do the hike up to the Hollywood sign. Um, and you know, we it take, took us like a few hours, get up there, get all the pictures, brilliant. Uh, and then we were going to meet some friends for dinner that evening. We were running a little bit late and we were looking at Google maps and sort of looking at the various options to get down and there was no way to get a cab. And we, and we were a bit worried because we were basically a bit, a bit late. Um, and then we noticed sort of the corner of our eye, there was a path that seemed to like, you know, cut through the windy, windy roads that would take yeah. ages. And we, you know, yeah, we, we, we were just like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give that a go. That, that doesn't look too steep. We'll, um, we're sure we'll be fine. And we start going down this path. And as we go along, we're noticing it's getting a bit narrower and a bit narrower and then like a bit steeper and a bit steeper at the same time. But we're, I feel like Rory and I together are quite stubborn people. And we, you know, we could have turned back at that point. We're like, no, we're, we're going to keep going. I'm sure it's going to be fine. And then I'd say over the ne- course of the next five minutes, it went from narrow path to almost like cliff edge um and <laughs> at, at this point we'd started edging our way down and it was too uh it was too di- difficult to get back up again so we'd like fully committed to it at this point um and 
long story short, we then ended up like slipping and falling pretty much down the side. In, and like, there, there were a few bits where I was like, oh my God, we've like truly messed up here. We're in like serious danger. Rory ended up like ripping a side of his arm open. Um, oh, like literally scratches all down it. And we like, we eventually got to the bottom after like a bit of tumbling and just looked at each other and just be like, what, what the hell have we just done? Um, so I feel like, I feel like the, le- the lesson for us then, yeah, we turned up at the restaurant with our like arms all like bloody and they were just like, what the hell happened what to What has this happened, yeah. Um, so I think that, yeah, I, like the lesson there is like, you know, taking, taking the, um, the less travel path isn't always the best idea, especially when you're up a, um, up a big hike. Um, so yeah, that, <laughs> that was a bit of a tricky situation. So you, so you um, mentioned you really enjoy America. Where else have you been to America and what, what places would you recommend people to visit? Um, so I've done, I've been lucky enough to do like all of California doing like a road trip down, down the coast twice now. And that is just unbelievable in terms of like, if you want a mixture of like beauty and the beach and like cities as well, I couldn't recommend that enough. Like start in San Francisco. And if you drive all the way down to San Diego, yeah. past, um, yeah, if you'll pass um, LA, Monterey, um, Santa Barbara, all these incredible places that will have like a slightly different vibe. So I would definitely recommend doing that. Um, I've been to, um, went to Charlotte for the first time uh, at the end of last year, which is really interesting. Um, it's like a very, another cool, like big, uh, big city that has a, has a lot of good stuff going on. And then obviously if you, I think if you haven't done New York, I definitely would, um, definitely would recommend it. Have you been, have you been to America been, before? Yeah, 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 I've been to America. I've done, I did like East Coast and like yeah. West Coast. So in like 2016, we did, me and my family did the West Coast. We did. Yosemite, yeah. San Francisco, Grand Canyon, Hawaii, LA, yeah. Las Vegas, that, all those. Um, and then we did, I think it was a few years before that, the East Coast. So we did New York, Washington, Boston, um, those sort of cities. Um, and then I've been, I think it's three times I've been to New York. So I'd say New York's my favourite my favorite place to go in America. It just, you just can't beat it. It's just got everything that you could love. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing, isn't it? What, what I found about New York is every time I've been, I've like I've liked it even more the next time because there's just so much to discover there. Yeah. And it's the sort of place that once you get to know it a bit more like local, it's just even more rewarding. There's just so many cool like little hidden spots. And I feel one thing about I love about America compared to England and, and London, I suppose, or like New York versus London. I, I, I love them both. I feel like New York, like the, the nightlife and the bars and the restaurants, they all have a very like unique atmosphere to them. You know, it's yeah. like New York, de- like it never sleeps. Whereas London, it can be get a bit quiet at times. New York is just constantly buzzing and you're going to go into a different, a different bar and have a different atmosphere with different people every single time. And I just find like people watching there is, is the best in the world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of, because you've got the Points Guy UK and then the Points Guy. Do you have a lot of interaction with the Points Guy out in America? Because I think they've got a base in New York. So how that, how much do you interact with with the Points Guy out in America? Yeah, like loads, and, and like especially um, since lockdown, you know, we've become more of like a centralised team anyway, because like location has become less important, I suppose. But oh yeah, we we talk to them every day, whether it's about what articles we're like cloning across both sites or cool stuff we can do across social together or even just like brainstorming ideas um yeah. yeah we oh yeah we talk to them like every every day um yeah. which, is, which is great it's really cool having like uh we have obviously the eight of us in the uk but having that bigger team to like lean on and, and bounce ideas off has been, has been really really yeah really cool exciting. awesome and in terms of i mean for me i've started my travel blog very recently and and i'm yeah. the podcast and i'm trying to do youtube yeah. as well have you got any advice for for sort of trying to grow my blog my youtube 
my podcast and my social media? Have you got just any general advice? And I guess for people listening at home who are trying to grow their social medias, for example, um, just any advice, really? <laughs> <Excuse me>. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, definitely. Um, so I think, I mean, yeah, social media, I, it's, a, it's a fascinating world and everyone's on it now. And it's the sort of thing you have to... I think you have to commit to if you're going to try and build a presence digitally and on the internet. Yeah. What I would say is, um, and it's easier said than done, but but try and do something unique. Try and have a, a voice and a, and a presence that isn't going to get lost amongst every other, um, whether whether you're in the travel industry or the music in industry or the sports industry. Try and think about, you know, what is it, like what is it the, that person loves particularly or what is it that like really makes travel the most incredible thing for you and think about yeah. how you can bring that across on, on, on the platform. I think like in terms of like if you're making YouTube and making videos, try and do something that has never been done before or, or do it in a way that's going to, you know, make people think, oh, oh my God, I, I have to click that, you know. I, yeah. and I, think that, I think that's why we had like a, a lot of success with the, with the flight reviews and like the forecast mm -hmm. reviews because... I suppose the average person really doesn't have the resource to go and do that sort of thing. Yeah. So I would say think think about if you have an idea of something that you would love to see that isn't out there at the moment, like go and go and make it. That that that's a, that's the that's really the number one tip I'd say. And then the other thing is that I do believe in on social media that constantly posting engaging content it will get you there eventually. So it's about consistency and and, and being yeah. there, you know, every every day. And then it's about always, you know, before I post anything on 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 Instagram or on, on Facebook, think about, is it one of three things? Is it um, entertaining? Is it uh, informative or is it provocative? Think like yeah. try and create either a debate or give some someone a useful resource or give them a laugh, basically. Try it like it, that, that there's, what I, what, what I see at the moment is so many companies who are just like, oh, we're just gonna spam, 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 you know, boring link after boring link and, and they think that that'll eventually cut through. I think you've got to have, you've got to have diversity, you've got to, um, think about the journey of like the the person who's scrolling at a million miles an hour. You know what is going to make them stop and look at it. Um, yeah, that that that's and again, it's certainly not something that can can happen overnight. It is about like just chipping away, and eventually you will you'll you'll get your voice. And I think a lot of people they have this idea of starting a um, uh, a blog or a channel, and they'll they'll try it for maybe a month or two, and be like, oh, no one's reading it. It didn't um, it didn't work. And at the end of the day, that is you've got to be you've got to be going at it for longer than that you know it's about being persistent being confident and eventually it will start to cut through and, and not giving up basically. yeah no it's like for me i was i've been always thinking just being persistent because i've read yeah. so many things online of, of advice and people saying people get to a year or even a few months and they don't get the yeah. views or the numbers that they want and then they stop but it's those people yeah. that carry on that actually will then become successful and just being persistent and being consistent as well posting every day you know interacting with, with with your followers that sort of thing so for me that's something i'm really trying to work on is just being you know interacting and being consistent really definitely definitely and i think the other thing i'm, I'm sure you're doing this already and even by like i guess going out and, and interviewing people having a podcast it's great to tap into other people in the industry you know like sure, yeah like start start bringing yourself into that conversation and then you'll find that you're almost like growing synonymously with them um and especially yeah if you like it's going to be hard to go and maybe get a, a travel influencer with 500,000 followers immediately. But if you start with, you know, people with a few thousand followers and gradually build your way up, that is yeah. a great way. And you're obviously already doing, doing that. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And in terms of, I mean, focusing on social media, 
how important is social media to the growth of the Point Sky UK and what are your sort of long-term plans for the Point Sky UK and for the social media? Um, I think I think it's like vitally important. I, I think it's the most uh, obvious channel where we do actually like directly talk to our fans and our yeah. audience. It, 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 where, you know, I, I think if you ha if you look like a, you can look at it as a TPG as a website and readers, but there I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect between the two things. I think with social yeah. media, you can completely bridge that gap. You know, we've got our, um, I don't know if you're part of the TPG UK lounge on Facebook. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah. Which is yeah. like a, a really, a really good community of like, of ab geeks and points and miles people who are like talking to each other and posting every day. And, and so for me, that is what, what gives it that like that added value mate it's where you're these people aren't just um like scrolling through without any kind of deeper interaction they're really thinking about the brand they're they wanting to get involved i think like user generated content is something i want to do even more of in terms yeah. of like posting other people's travel stories and their experiences and like bringing them into our content even more um i think in terms of like long-term goals for tpg uk i still and i think we're, we're also at a point where we want we want to change the whole of the UK's perception around travel and like points and miles in particular. You know, there's still, yeah. every, time I, every time I speak to a, a younger person who's like maybe around like my age, your age, and they don't know about the sort of like the, the tips and tricks around, you know, using shopping portals and earning points, they're, they're always blown away. They're like, oh my God, why, why was I not doing this already? Um, so for me, it's just about like spreading that message as far and wide as possible. Um, and getting people to realize that travel doesn't have to be this mega expensive thing that you can only do once a year. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that, that is the British perception that, oh, it's your, it's your summer holiday to Spain in July and, and that's yeah. sort of it. Whereas really, you know, it, it's so easy to just like to jet off Friday evening, come back Saturday afternoon, uh, Sunday afternoon uh, for, for about 20 quid. Do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it's, so, it's, so, it's so doable. Um, and, and it's also like, yeah, you, you could go, you could spend that money uh, on a meal in London at the weekend, or, or having a, having a few drinks after work, you know, it, it really is not the daunting, expensive task that people think it is. So, in terms of long-term aim, is to to get everyone into that same mindset. I'd say. Yeah, and what would you say to someone who really wants to travel but has a fear or a lack of like self-confidence? What advice would you give for them to like get out there and and travel and just sort of see the world? Really, as, as, that's a really good question. I think. Um, Definitely, I mean, starting off, try and maybe try and find a, a friend or like someone you're close with who, who wants to travel as well or who's also curious about it. I think solo travel is amazing, but could be like potentially really daunting yeah. um, for, a, for like a first time traveler. I'd say like, look, look online. There are so many great like forums and communities you can join mm -hmm. um, and, and start like building uh, relationships. Like Lonely Planet, for example, the forums there is really good for you know, um, posting about other like travel meetups around in, in like various countries. I also think that it's like, so I'm, I'm really, I'm a big fan of hostels. I love hostels. Some people don't. Um, I'm, I'm very much, I, I feel like TPG is pretty more about like the glam hotels and the five and four stars. Whereas I, I almost prefer like the, the backpacker, like meeting new people, yeah. cheap and cheerful side of it. Um, and I think like hostel world is amazing for that sort of thing. If you are, I, I mean, it's always going to be about taking a leap. You know, if you're a first time traveler, like for going away on your own and you stay in a hostel, it's a daunting thing. However, what I found when, when traveling that the people you meet are in exactly the same boat as you. I think you'll meet like the friendliest people when you're traveling. Everyone is in it together. You know, I've met two of my best friends when I was, um, I was in Thailand backpacking. Uh, 
my friends Ian and Ashley who are who are from California actually and we we met we met at some random bar in Bangkok and Koh San Road and they've become like yeah two two of my best friends I've been on loads of trips with them since and for me that's like the most rewarding thing that's ever happened to me from traveling and it's just yeah. like yeah that can, that can happen to anyone it just means if you if you don't travel I feel like your scope of the world is so much smaller um wow. than the people who do and your your life will just be so much more like enriched and and fulfilling if you do go out there and just meet people from all wakes of life and, and as i said i think for, for for someone who's nervous like yeah try try and go with a friend take take the leap and i think very quickly you'll see that people are friendly and um just want to like have, have fun and have a good time in the same way that you guys do yeah i mean i couldn't agree more i mean i took a gap year before i went to university and um i still have you know friends that i've made you know when i traveled i still am in contact now i've, I've met up with some of them you know you know, traveling opens your eyes up to just more than just where you live, like where you go to work. That's what, that's what I love so much about traveling is the different cultures, the different people, the way of life, the food, all that sort of thing is just so enriching. Um, and yeah, like I've got friends in New Zealand now, in America, in Abu Dhabi, I've got a friend in, you know, South America. So it really does, you know, open your world up more. And that's what I'd say to my friends, because I've had quite a few friends say, oh, like, you know tips for solo traveling or like what made you want to travel and for me it's like getting yourself out there you don't you know a big thing for me is you don't grow inside your comfort zone you only grow outside of it and I think traveling has helped me in that in just to push myself to say say yes to things that I wouldn't usually say yes to um and just to experience new things really 100% and I think it's like it's the it's the Instagram like cliche about traveling which is like oh you'll go to find yourself but I, I still think there is like there is there is truth to that, like undoubtedly. Yeah. More, as, like, you will you will find out things about yourself. You will, and, yeah, completely. You'll be pushed outside of your comfort zone in in the best way possible. And then the, the the coolest thing about it is like when you do then go back to another country or like you're visiting there again, you're like, oh, I know someone here. You know, I can yeah. I can someone can take me out and show me like the best spots. I don't have to rely on the same like tour guide book that everyone else is reading. Um, yeah. And it just means when yeah when you're next there or or equally. It's so it's so fun when when those sort of friends come over to your city or your country yeah and you can always their tour guide so yeah i i, I agree yeah completely. yeah no i think it's amazing and I, and I say yeah like i said i say to my friends all the time like just travel just go and do it book book the yeah. flight book a one-way flight and you know so many friends i know are gonna you know are going to australia or like america yeah, yeah. like i know friends that are just going out there to work so yeah i would definitely say you know when I went on my gap year, I went on my own, but I did group traveling. So I went with like an organized tour. Um, yeah. So I'd probably give that advice and say, look, if you're on, I didn't have many people to go traveling with me on my gap year because most went to university straight away. Um, mm -hmm. So I took the sort of group travel option and absolutely loved it. You know, it was stress-free travel. Everything was organized for me. You got to meet, you know, in a lot of our groups, a lot were, you know, Brits, but we had people from over Europe, Australia, New Zealand, america yeah, yeah. um so like you said you know two of your best mates are in um california you know same with me i've got some amazing you know friends around the world um so yeah it just i would say just sort of go for it and once you I say think, yes think, it just yeah the, the final thing I've, said, I've never heard anyone go traveling for a period of time and come back and say oh i, I regretted that massively yeah. I, had, I had such a bad time you know it's like I, I feel like almost always if someone goes on the, on a trip for a couple of weeks a month two months they'll I genuinely cannot think of any time someone's come back saying, oh no, I hated that experience or yeah. I didn't make any friends or I didn't learn anything about myself. So yeah, I would definitely, yeah. I would definitely recommend it. I agree. 
And just the final question I've got is a very general one, but what is on your bucket list? So in terms of countries and activities, so for example, for me, I really want to do a skydive in Dubai. That's probably like on my bucket list for activities. Um, and in terms of countries, I'd like to go to Canada's on my list, Japan, South Africa, and I'd probably say Mexico um, is like some of my top four. So what, what would you say is on your bucket list? It's a good top four. I actually, I went to Canada in, um, in February and it was stunning, like so beautiful. Um, I, would, yeah, I would definitely recommend doing that as soon as possible. Um, I think my, um, my bucket list, oh, it's so tough. I mean, it, uh, even though I've done like, a, I'm really lucky to, to have done a, a good amount of traveling. There's so many places that I still haven't been to that I'd love to go to. I yeah. Think. Um, yeah, Japan is right up there for me as well. Um, I'd love to go to, to Tokyo and Kyoto. I think we were actually talking about doing that at TPG before coronavirus hit. So it was a, a real shame that that yeah. happened when it did. Um, I would love to go to Vietnam um, because I, I had such a great time in, in Thailand. I'd love to explore more of that sort of like Southeast Asia region. Um, yeah. I just feel like, I know, traveling around there and the, like the people and the heat and the food, it's just such an incredible experience. It's so different to London life, you know, as much as I love it here. Um, so that's right up there. I think I haven't done any South America yet. Uh, and again, I feel like, I mean, I've heard, I've heard that Buenos Aires is one of like the best cities in the world. So I'd love to go, yeah. love to go and explore there. Terms of activities. Um, so I love, uh, I love a bit of gambling. I love playing poker and I would love to go and play poker in Vegas. That's, yeah. um, that's up there. It's like one of my ultimate, uh, yeah, like travel activities that I really want to do. So hopefully in the next couple of years I can go and, go and lose a load of money um <laughs> play, play poker in vegas but yeah I'd, I would love to go and do that and have you done a skydive or like scuba diving have you done because like, whenever i speak to people about bucket lists and activities it's always skydiving scuba diving doing a bungee jump so have you done any of those so yeah i've done i've done scuba diving in um in the great barrier reef in, in australia wow. um, which was yeah pretty pretty incredible um yeah. which is yeah, my first time doing that that was again just a, like a totally unique experience and so like such an have you done any scuba diving before um well i've been to the great barrier reef like you said as well i've done so we did some like just snorkeling but not sort yeah, of yeah, proper yeah. scuba diving um i mean my boyfriend absolutely loves it and he's telling me how to do it but i'm a little bit a little bit fearful um going that right. sort of deep down but i'd love to do it yeah so you're so okay so you're more of a you're happy in the air skydiving but less comfortable under underwater. less comfortable going like <laughs> quite far under yeah I, I don't know i mean one day i feel like i gotta sort of face the fear and and do it because scuba diving looks amazing no, it, it is amazing so i think i'm the other way around so I, I i i would do a skydive but i don't think it's like i don't think it's right at the top of my my list i've done yeah i've done like a bungee swing thing before in australia as well which was really fun um but then in terms of, yeah, like other, I, you know, I love, I love being outdoors. I love hiking. I'd love to go and um, see the Grand Canyon, uh, which you mentioned earlier, but I haven't yeah. seen that. And, and like Yosemite around that area. Definitely, definitely love to go and do some of that sort of thing. Um, and I mean, I actually, I really want to go interrailing again. I'd, I'd like to do some solo interrailing. I did, I did Europe with a friend when I was 19 uh, around like Western Europe. I'd love to go and interrail Eastern Europe, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know that part of continent nearly as well and i haven't i haven't actually done any solo traveling before and i feel like that'd be such a good place to do it so that's definitely i mean all these things i'm praying that uh coronavirus dies down quickly so i can get on with them um yeah yeah no me too like i was meant to be going to southeast asia for five weeks this summer um but that got cancelled because oh, um, of the coronavirus so i feel like well my myself sorry and so many friends i know have had 
trips cancelled so they're just like itching to to like book something soon um but I, I mean I'm hoping by next summer um it should be okay and kind of relatively back to normal in terms of being able to sort of travel and restrictions sort of being relaxed and borders open so um yeah I remain hopeful that by next summer we can um sort of get back to normality but in terms of I'll just leave it as a final question your plans for I guess your videos coming up have you got anything you mentioned earlier that you might get traveling again soon with with the points guy have you got any sort of plans in the works for specific countries or videos or airlines so yeah we do we uh, I, I have to keep some of this slightly confidential yeah, um yeah. no, no no spoilers but yeah we are we are looking to hopefully film again um at the beginning of next month um i think it'll probably we're i don't think we're gonna be taking any like long-haul flights like particularly soon mm -hmm. but we'll be doing maybe like maybe slightly closer domestic uk um maybe a few nearby countries that sort of thing but yeah definitely there, there is content on the way. I'm, I'm really hopeful that in a month's time we'll be, we'll be ready to start um, putting out some videos again. Um, so stay tuned. And, and if you, if you don't subscribe to the Points Guy UK on YouTube, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I've been watching you guys for well ever since you started your your YouTube channel. Um, I love, I you know, like you were saying earlier, not everyone has the opportunity to review for the four classes in a in an airline. So that's what makes you guys so unique. So. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I love I love your guys' stuff. It's really, oh, really thank cool. You, I think it, it gives gives a different, you know, dimension and platform to travel that we've not seen before. So I think that's why you guys have been so successful. So many viral videos, you know, we've seen on the YouTube channel. So many have gone up into the millions of, of views. Um, so yeah, did you, I speak love to, did you speak to my colleague Jean last week. Yes, right? I did. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a genius at the editing um, desk. He's, he's very, very good at putting yeah, it together. Yeah, it looks amazing. All the editing is because he was saying, obviously, like you said, you guys filmed so many hours of, of footage. So he has to get yeah. it all into, you know, a, I guess 10 to 15 minute video, which can be tough, but it's so worth it when it comes out and looks as amazing as, as all your videos always do. So, yeah. Oh. Thank you very much. Glad, no, uh, thank you so that much that for coming on the podcast. I think it will be up next Monday, um, so in a few days' time. So I will send you the link and everything when it's up. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you so much, Ellie. It's been thank really fun. You. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank nice you too. Bye. 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 Bye.